Happy Friday, everybody. I'm your host for the episode, Kyle. And I'm Cassidy, your favorite co-host. All right, relax with that. And this is Date Date Night. Night. So if you're new here or you haven't listened before, what Cass and I do is we go out every week and have ourselves a little date night and watch a movie. And today's movie was my pick, and we're going to be talking about The Blackening. So before we get into the movie and everything and our trailer game, uh, we're just going to kind of chat because Cass and I haven't actually recorded an episode in almost three weeks, I think. Yeah, it's been a minute. Been been about three weeks. Because if you don't know, we took a week off between episodes. um, I believe it was The Boogeyman and My Spy. Mm -hmm. Because we went home and originally the plan was to have My Spy released and then have a week off between My Spy and The Blackening. But instead... I got lazy on vacation. I was like, I'm not editing this episode. We're going to take the next <laughs> week off. So it's been three weeks since we recorded. So things happen, have happened in life since then. So what did what did you do while we were on vacation? Went to a funeral. Okay. <laughs> okay. I meant like the highlights, the good stuff. And then I was a bridesmaid in a wedding. Yep. It was beautiful. Shout out to Katie and Quinn. Love you guys. Your wedding Newly was weds. amazing. We had a blast. A blast. Maybe a little bit too much fun, me and Kyle, but... Uh, yeah, that was a fun wedding and I got asked to be best man in a wedding. So next year I'll be doing that. We just had like a wedding filled vacation. Essentially, it was all sort of happening because of this wedding. We were going home because of the wedding. We ultimately Mm -hmm. went home also because of the funeral, but that was a lot less expected than the wedding. And then I got asked to be best man. So it was just like a super fun, really high emotional. Like I was just super excited when I got asked to be best man and then to turn around and then we're going to a wedding and get to see all my friends. It was just a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. We saw a lot of friends, a lot of family. It was definitely jam-packed. Didn't record a single thing for TikTok, Instagram, or a podcast, which was a nice break for me. Yeah. No, it was super busy, and we actually drove all the way to our home, which Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys know this, but we're from Maine, and I'm a travel nurse, so right now we're actually living in Virginia. So we drove home on a Friday, took about 10 and a half hours. Mm -hmm. The next day we had the funeral. And then from there, is a bunch of hanging out with people, having a good time. Saturday, we had the wedding. Yep. Sunday, we had to see a few more people. And then Monday, we made the made the drive home, which ended up being about almost 13 hours. <sighs> it was like just traffic, man. We just summer traffic. traffic for a very long time. And then I had to work Brutal. the next day. And yeah. I worked my 40 hours and then was on call. <laughs> and like I just have not had... This is my like first real day off since we've gotten home. Yeah. And, and we're recording an episode. Don't you love that? Episode. We're recording an episode on the blackening. <laughs> because it's all for you guys. Yeah, it's all for you. So, <laughs> yeah, speaking of... So, it was my pick when we got back because she did My Spy. And you know your boy has to go to the theater to, like, do these movies... To do the to do this podcast. I love going to the theater and just, like, <laughs> being 40 minutes early for a movie. Which yeah. I've gotten better about because if you don't know me, I'm a very time-conscious person. I like things to be done at the times they're supposed to be done at. And Cass has been working with me to not show up to the movie so early, and we did a good job this week. Yeah, and I'm the exact opposite. If She's it wasn't time for blind. Kyle, I would be one of those people that I actually get mad at for showing up when the movie's already started. Yeah, so <laughs> we showed up on time, right as the trailers are pretty much which starting, actually, which is so nice. Backtrack, this is hilarious because I got extensions while we were home. This is, okay, backtracking no, quite going far. To, it's going to matter, all right? Okay. And so I'm not used to having so much hair on my head. So it takes me like 45, like 40 minutes to shower now and like an hour to blow dry my hair. Uh-huh. And I am not used to like when I'm planning time to getting for getting ready, I'm not used to planning 
that much time. My girl's got hair down to her ass, bro. For my for my hair. <laughs> and so it's Sunday. He's like, the movie's at 12. We have to leave at what? 11.30. On the dot. Because that would drop <laughs> us off with 10 minutes to get from the parking lot into the theater. And I know that we're going to get like a soda or something. So I was like, it gives us 10 minutes, which is perfect. Yes. And so I think, wouldn't I start getting ready? 8.30? Yes. No, it was probably 9. It was probably 9. It's okay, we could say that. Like 9. And here, here it is, 11.15, and I'm I, still in the bathroom, I told her naked. Stri- I told her straight up, I was like, if your ass is not in the car at 11.30, I will leave without you, I promise. He comes in, he goes, <laughs> I'm feeling very irritated towards you right now. Because she had all day, and she just goes, she had a mouthful of hair, and she's like, I forgot how much hair I had. <laughs> <laughs> but I pulled it together, we I was mad impressed. time, and we he left. goes, he, well, before we walk out the door, he goes... You pulled that together really fast. I'm really proud. Of you. Like, we pulled it together nicely. You pulled it together nicely. I'm really proud of you because we had, she had 15 minutes to finish her hair, do her makeup, and get dressed, and she was two minutes early. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" yeah. I was waiting for Kyle. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were waiting for me. I mean, kind of probably were because I was putting the dogs away and everything in the end. Yeah, but... he has to do all that stuff. I just get to the door in time. But uh, yeah, so we got to the theater about 10 minutes early, which was great because I'm always like 20, 30 minutes early. So it was like really nice because I can't stand watching the movie shit anymore. If I have to do that again, I might just gouge my eyes out. <laughs> and also, hold on another We're backing up again? Was, he asked me, I think the day before, he's like, are you going to want like any snacks or anything at the movie? And I'm like... Oh, because I asked that because you can pre-order it. So when we get there, we just walk up and And I was like, it. no, I'm like, I'm not going to get any snacks. We get to the movie and I'm like... I want popcorn and soda. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. And he's all like, right. yeah, that's fine. I planned for that. Yeah. I know you. And we sat down with exactly two minutes before yep. the movie was starting. And I looked at her and I was like, at 1225. Before the trailer started. Yep. The at 12.25, the movie is going to start on the dot. Because I like things to be on time, okay? So I am like a little, it's like, it's a downfall of mine because I'm like very much so like, okay, we have this amount of time to do this. And... I started learning what time they play the trailers, how long the trailers are, and the little AMC package that they do before every movie. It's 25 minutes. At 12.25, the movie started. I looked at her, and she just she started laughing because I winked at her. She's like, don't wink at that. <laughs> like, oh, so sexy and attractive. My man knows he knows how to plan things down to the minute. I go to the theater so much that I know exactly the minute down to the second that the movie's going to start. He goes to the movies by himself yeah. so much that It's a real turn on. <laughs> so anyway... Uh, we saw the blackening. Now, something that Cass did in the My Spy episode that I ribbed on her pretty hard about was giving like a four-minute explanation of what this movie is, basically scene <laughs> by scene. <laughs> so she has a point because we jump into these things pretty pretty fast and, I mean, don't really give an explanation. So in keeping with my old podcast with a side of franchise and Cassidy's suggestion, I'm going to read you the synopsis off of Letterboxd and then basically tell you what the movie's about, mainly because Letterboxd doesn't have the best synopsis. (laughs) So here we go. The Blackening synopsis is directed by Tim... It's directed by Tim Story, I should say that. So the synopsis is, a group of black friends unite for a Juneteenth weekend getaway, only to find themselves trapped in a remote cabin with a twisted killer. I want to ask you, how do you... Do you think that synopsis does a decent job of just summing things up? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I had not read this prior, but <laughs> in my... in my in, I think that nailed it. Yeah, in my time reading synopsis on Letterboxd, they're pretty vague, and this actually fucking dead <laughs> on. That's, I mean, you got all the things, Black Friends, it's Juneteenth, and there's a killer. Also love that this was 97 minutes, a tight fucking 90 mm-hmm. horror comedy. Like, you love it. 
Before we jump into our thoughts on the movie and talking about it, Cass and I like to play the... I have a piece of hair just dangling dead center of my forehead and Cass keeps staring at it and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we play a thing called the trailer game and we just talk about the trailers we saw. So we're going to go ahead and do that now because we have quite a few trailers to talk about. No, thank you. The blackening? Whoa! Jim Crow Monopoly. Shit probably runs on racism. Pick a card and save Morgan. What do you mean save Morgan? <laughs> Refuse to play and she dies. I think we have to play the game. In your predicament, the black character is always the first to die. I will spare your lives if you sacrifice the person you deem the blackest. The blackest? Nobody should judge anybody in here, bro. You have two minutes to decide. Shanika, she say nigga the most. Nigga! See? Wait. Y'all can't pick me! I'm gay. Oh, Clifton. Yeah! That can prove I'm not the blackest. Prove it. I've never seen Friday. Oh. I voted for Trump. <gasps> what? What? Twice. Okay, so it's killing me. It's this little tiny piece of hair that is like, my hair is parted to the sides, man. And this piece of hair is just what dangling. What hair is, like, decade is that from? Or guys used to have, like, one little curl. That had to be the like... 60s, 50s or 60s. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the 50s or 60s, but it's uh, kind of like that. And when like it is that. wet, it's so funny because when it's wet, it's driving me nuts lately. We're talking about hair a lot in this episode. I'm so sorry, but I also have unruly long hair. And I haven't had a haircut since 2021. And this one singular piece of hair, though, like, I'll wash it, and my hair will part perfectly. And then there'll just be this singular piece that sits in the middle. And I'm like, you like son a, of a bitch. It's not a singular, it's like a curl. It's, it's, a, like cur a, it's, a, it's a ringlet curl, but it drives me nuts because I just stare at it all day. And I feel like I'm cross-eyed. <laughs> like, people look at me when I go out alone to the movies, and I'm sitting there. Oh, my God. So I did a double feature. I went, this is total, I was way off topic, but I don't give a shit. This is our podcast. We can do what we want. Uh, I went to a double feature on last Friday and I saw No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence and Asteroid City. I saw them back to back. So it was about 40 minutes in between where I was going to go get lunch, but decided not to leave the theater because they have food there. So I got a pizza and my hair was doing the same thing. And it was just sitting right there in between my eyes. So I was just staring at it. And I didn't have my phone out. I didn't have my pizza in front of me because I said it was going to be a minute. So I'm just sitting there at this table. And the table's like up to my chin because the the, the seat is so low to the ground. So I'm like a five-year-old angry little boy just like, like, I don't know, cross-eyed. And this little girl comes in and she's look, like she just comes running through the front door. Her parents come in after her and we make eye contact. And she immediately runs and hides behind her dad. And I was like... Yeah, I must look fucking psychotic right now, dude. I mean, I must look crazy. But anyway, I digress. We're talking about trailers. Uh, at the Blackening, <laughs> at the Blackening, we had, let me count it up here. We had six trailers that we haven't talked about yet. So we should probably dive into that. The first one is a new horror movie coming out in July that I am so stoked for. A24 makes great horror movies, or at least distributes great horror movies. And that is called Talk To Me. Is that... Which one was that? So they go to the party and they touch the hand, the hand. and it taught you literally talk to the dead, but you have to let go of the hand after like ninety seconds or they don't yeah. know what happens. I mean, we'll see that one. Comes we'll... out in my birth month, and so I mean, I'm forcing you to go because yeah. it's my birth month and I get to do what I want. So for me, guys, like horror movies are never movies that I'm like, oh, gotta see that one. Though they're Kyle saying it. We were raised so, very like, differently. I go with I go with him, <laughs> and then he comes and see the rom coms with me. Yeah, <laughs> but. 
Also, I just, uh, yeah, this is actually, I should say, this is the last episode of June. We're filming this on the, on Wednesday the 28th. This will come out the 30th. So it's our last episode for the month of June. Weird to think about. We're heading into my birth month. And you get to pick the episode that comes out on my birthday. That's crazy. <laughs> but talk to me is an absolute must. I will be there when it opens, whether you're with me or not. I will definitely <laughs> be there. And I'm sure if you don't come with me, I'll force you to go at some point to yeah. see it. Next up, following in the steps of talk to me, we have Insidious, the Red Door. We'll see that one because we've seen all the Insidious movies. We've seen all Isn't the Insidious movies. It comes out on your birthday. It comes out on my birthday, which it feels like James Wan is talking directly to me by doing that. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Wan. Um, but also, there's an early access screening, and we'll probably go to that because the horror movie early access screenings are just so much fun because people are just rowdy. You're looking at me like we're not going to do that. Is that not happening? <laughs> you probably what won't. What day is it? I don't know. I haven't looked. I can't remember, but it's coming out early. And so is our next one, Joyride, which also comes out on July 7th, my birthday. But there's an early access screening yes, that I want to go to so bad. That's a watch for me. That's a must watch. I've been dying every time I see the trailer. Yep, that's literally... We're going to call... What is that movie that I like with um, Queen Latifah? Girl's Trip. Girl's Trip. It's written It's, it's written literally by an Asian girl's trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's written by the guys who... Or produced or written... Oh, I should know this. This is so horrible. It's either produced or written by the same people who did Good Boys and... Uh, Girl Strip. You just said that. Girl Strip. Yeah. It lit- It looks raunchy, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's kind of shocking. I can't wait. They don't make comedies like that anymore. No. Like where they're shoving bags of cocaine up their buttholes. Literally. And they're like, they're like, I counted. She's like pooping them out. She's like, I counted seven, but I've only got six. And someone's like, I gotta, re- you gotta reach your you hand up there. Down. Like they don't make comedies like, like that anymore, you man. You gotta bear down like you're birthing a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's just it's from so the trailer, stupid. I love but it. I will definitely be seeing that one. I love those types of movies. Yeah. Also, I lied. It's not. I was confusing. Uh, Good Boys uh, producer, I think, did No Hard Feelings was was the the movie that I was confusing uh, with. But Girls Trip is doing Joyride. It's produced by Seth Rogen, mm. who produced also Good Boys. That's why I was confused. But yeah, I mean, it feels like they don't make comedies like that anymore, and I'm just super excited. Yeah. And the concept too of like this Asian. I think she's Chinese. And I can't remember what they say in the trailer, but she's adopted and she wants to meet her birth parents and they have to go there. And that's basically where all the insanity ensues. I just can't wait. It looks so funny. (laughs) So there are, hold on. There are things I have to say. There are trailers like Oppenheimer that they played at this movie, but we're not going to talk about the trailer outside of this. There are some movies that when I see the trailer, it makes me not want to see them anymore because it's just played to death. (laughs) And Oppenheimer goes, yeah, Renfeld for you. Oppenheimer for me. Like, I'm going to see it. I'm very excited for it, but it's... Before every movie, this two and a half minute trailer is playing and it just drives me nuts and I cannot wait for it to come out just so right. I don't have to watch it again. have been it for months Months. Now. Months. Since, since February, at least. Yeah. It's, it's, I've had enough. The next trailer we have is uh, Black Ice, which is actually a documentary. It's not a movie. Oh, that was Which is a subject that hits players. home for both of us. Yeah. So I played hockey growing up. This movie's about hockey players. Mm-hmm. Black, black hockey players. players. And if Kyle is... Half black. Half black. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been just getting into hockey oh, yeah. within the last like six, seven months, mainly because yeah. we went to an avalanche game when we lived in Denver and I loved it. I fell in love with hockey. Yeah. When we first started dating, he was like, ah, hockey. He's like, I don't get it. I would never will watch it. Yeah. And then we went, I brought him to one, one hockey game and now he's like, ah, hockey. I mean, I grew up, I mean, we lived in Maine. I grew up going to black bears games and stuff, but it just never like did anything for me. But for mm-hmm. some reason at that avalanche game, it was just like, 
oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. And they got their asses kicked like five to two. Which I was happy because they played the Boston yeah, Bruins. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> yeah. a Boston Bruins fan. So, so we we'll literally definitely... went to that game. I was wearing a Boston shirt and he was wearing an Avalanche shirt. Which uh, she bought me because I was like, I don't He's even like, know. He's like, I'm not wearing the Bruins. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I just like, I'm not wearing a Bruins. I wouldn't wear it even if we were in Boston. Fuck the Bruins. Fuck Boston <laughs> in general. Anyway, um, the next one we have. Oh, I'll watch that one. Yeah, you'll, right, 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 right. You'll watch it. Uh, I plan on watching it, but like, I have a hard time when it comes to, I get very angry when watching anything that is like dealing with racism because it hits home, obviously for me, because I'm racially ambiguous to a lot of people. Mm. Uh, Some people who've been very close to me didn't know I was black until I told them. And they're like, you're black. Like, I, I mean, like people confuse me. This is funny. Back in 2016, 2015, maybe. I think it's 2016. A guy drove by, a, when I went to college, a guy drove by me in a truck, hawked a loogie at me, completely missed because he was in the street and I was in, uh, in pumping gas at a gas station. Didn't even come anywhere near me. And he said, go home, spick. And I yelled back, you don't even know who you hate because I'm not Hispanic. Like, <laughs> you're just mad at people who look different than you. You don't even know who you're mad at. Like, that's not even me. So... When things come out about that, it's very hard for me to sit there and watch them and not be mad afterward. So I have to, t- I have to be in a certain mood to be able to watch those movies. But I, eventually, I'll probably watch that one. Mm-hmm. The next movie we have in a complete tonal shift is another horror movie called The Nun Two. I mean, <laughs> the eye roll, the eye roll says everything. It's hard for me to like. I can't honestly say that these movies. Not gonna watch it because Kyle will make me watch no, it. No, but like if no, but it's not. It's not if I'm gonna make you. It's like if you have like if it's like hey, do you want to like? It's up to you. Would you sit down on your own and be like, I'm gonna watch this movie? Probably not. I don't like scary movies by myself. That's fair, but like that's what this whole thing is. Not me making you watch them. Like, would you watch them? And the nun two is a yes, no. Yes, but for I'm you. biased because I don't like scary movies. That's like, fine. If you like scary movies? Go see the nun. Yeah. Two. But this isn't about them, it's about you. Would you go see The Nun 2? Not if I wasn't forced. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. I will watch it because it's part of the Conjuring universe and I love horror movies, but I did not like The Nun at all, the first one, to the point where I was like, I'm never going to watch a sequel. And then I found out that it was a sequel and I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch that. But like, the Conjuring universe, man, we get it. We can move on now. Yeah. Another James Wan like production. He is responsible for The Conjuring, so thank you for that, James. <laughs> the last movie we have on here is Expendables 4. I haven't seen any of The Expendables. Not a watch for me. <laughs> me either. What's funny is I'm pretty sure you own one of The Expendables at your parents' house, don't you? I don't know. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I maybe saw Expendables on the bookshelf in the it. TV room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You don't own it, but... I've never seen a single one. I'm not an action guy. Yeah, like you said, like you, you're like I don't watch horror movies. That's me with action. I'm not gonna go sit down and act, uh, sit down and watch an action movie just because I like action. I don't. Kyle I'm not would that rather guy. watch like a lovey dovey coming of age romance with me than an action. <laughs> well, I mean, depends on what it is, but like, <laughs> but if you were like, would you rather watch P.S. to All the Boys I've Loved before or whatever those movies are? Oh yeah, well, or yeah. John Wick. I can't remember. Well, I can't remember the first one. Is it P.S. to All the Boys I've Ever Loved or like? Yes. To all the boys I've ever loved. I can't remember which one the first one is. But the PS boy love movies. I'd rather watch that, I think, than John Wick. Because you're like, I want to watch this or this. And I'm like, I don't want to just watch Senseless. Have you ever seen John Wick? No. 
And I'm not saying John looks bad. I just use that because it's the first action franchise that comes to my mind, which to be, to be completely transparent, I cannot wait to watch those movies. But I, you know me, when it comes to like franchises, I have to wait until the newest one's out so I can watch them all at once. <laughs> so that's a bad example. Let's say like Mission Impossible. I have yeah. no desire to watch those movies. I'll probably never watch Fast them. Fast and Furious. Could not care less. Is that an action? That's an action. Fast and Furious is actually classified. Get this. While I was doing With a Side of Franchise podcast, I looked up what was the... Um, highest grossing sports franchise and Fast and Furious was number one. Oh. It is classified as a sports franchise. Oh. Like Fuck drag that. racing? Sure. I didn't know that was like what... Those movies, they're fucking dropping cars out of planes. What <laughs> fucking drag racing place have you been where they're like, let's jump a... Let's drop a car out of a plane. Like, get the I'm fuck out say. of here. Not a one. <laughs> not a one. Exactly. Exactly. So, I, I couldn't give a shit less about those movies. And... To me, it's like I'd, like I'd rather watch senseless murder because a supernatural kid was drowned in a lake and he's coming back with vengeance than a dude who's like, you killed my dog. That's... Okay, well, now you're back to John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch any other action movies. I did like Mad Max, so I'll, I'll say and that. Don't, don't even act like you would not be that guy. They'd be like, he killed my dog. No, I, I would. I will find him. I'll search the ends of the earth. I think I also go into act. killed my dog. I mean, I would. We literally talked about this the other day. But. Where I would, I literally said I would John Wick somebody if that happened. So listen to this though. That dog was John, John Wick's wife's dog. It yeah. was like the last piece because his wife is dead. And that dog's like. Don't the, spoil it. The God. last piece he had of his wife. So just imagine. I don't want to imagine. I'm not even going there right now. I'm not imagining that. If the, any movie Stop. makes sense to me, it's John Wick. <laughs> My only thing is, like, I think maybe I go into action movies thinking that they're taking themselves so seriously, <laughs> and I should go in with that knowing that they don't take themselves as seriously. I should I give them the John benefit of... pretty serious. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like, to have a plot where I'm going to go kill everybody because they killed my dog is not a serious topic. Mm. And I think that maybe I go in there and I'm like, they think they're so serious and they're not even trying to be serious. It's a bias. I mean, it is. point of view. It is a bias. Feels so, pretty serious to me. So, okay, you're missing what I'm saying. You're missing what I'm saying. It's going over your head. So we'll just going over my head. <laughs> I'm just, I just okay, so okay. Condescending. That's it. We're fighting. Podcast over. Podcast is done forever. Uh, speaking of podcasts, we should probably get back to the point of this podcast because we are 25 minutes in and we have not talked about the blackening. So we let's cannot, go ahead. We cannot skip another week. Because we cannot skip another week. <laughs> we can never skip another week. So without further ado. Here are our thoughts on Tim Story's The Blackening. Alright, so this section is a little more tame than the last section because we actually have something we have to talk about, and that's The Blackening. These are just our thoughts. You don't have to take them so seriously because this movie isn't that serious, so... Cass, I picked the movie. I'm gonna let you I open the floor. To, I always have to start. I only always, when always only make me start. Only hey, it's been you made me start on my spy. It's just the way things work. You're the guest. You're my guest, babe. Even though you're the co-host of this podcast, you're my guest. <laughs> What's the first thing? So like, let's let's start this off this way. Instead of just throwing you into like the <laughs> the ocean, I could like give you a little dinghy. Um, being a white person watching a movie where literally every single joke is about black people. Yeah. What I kept looking over to you and you would like 
you laughed out loud at some points, but there were parts where I was dying and I looked at you and you were like, mm-hmm. I feel like definitely some things went over my head. And then some things I'd be like, oh my God, are they really la- like laughing about, like, am I allowed to, am I allowed to laugh? <laughs> like they're laughing, but I'm like, I feel wrong laughing at such a joke. Mm-hmm. You know what I Was mean? there a joke in particular that you remember that you were like, I don't know if I should laugh at that. You don't remember anyone in particular? No. They throw, they throw the jokes at you really fast. It's like every word out of everyone's mouth is meant to be a punchline, it feels like. So yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of jokes here. That was yeah. my biggest beef with this movie. And I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda come to your rescue here because I did throw you into the into the deep end. <laughs> I think this movie's enjoyable to people who understand black culture. Mm-hmm. To people who don't, you're getting a very predictable, very bland, nothing special horror comedy that is a light on the horror and probably a light on the comedy. But I wouldn't even say that. Like I we just found out through my interest in DNA that I am white, white. That is true. But you just did a DNA test and you are like I am 50, 50 shades, shades of white. That's what I'm telling everyone now, which I'm a little upset about, but <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be a little bit spicy. You wanted Italian. That's what you were looking for. We just finished The Sopranos and she wanted a reason to be able to say the words gabagool and, <laughs> and, all, and prosciutto and not feel like a poser. <laughs> exactly. But um, <laughs> precisely. But I definitely, like, this movie was still hilarious to me. Like, it's uh, nothing, like, there were definitely yeah, yeah, some yeah. jokes that, like, I was like, I don't really get that. Maybe I should do my research. Was there a joke that you remember that you are like, I don't get why everyone... No, I can't really think, like, off the top of my head of any joke in particular. I just remember sitting in the theater and being like, I don't really know what that means. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of jokes that were hilarious. Yeah. They, I mean, they, it... <sighs> It's weird because there were jokes where I was like, who is the, like, I was just like, who is this for? Is this like specific? Like they, I feel like it was made specifically for black audiences to go enjoy, but like, yeah, I, I just don't know if like, that's not a way to make a movie that's going to make an impact. You know what I mean? Cause like when you're talking about black, I don't mean to like take it to this like point and we'll get off this topic in a second, I promise. But let me just get this point out there. Is that like when you when you make a movie that's like about black culture, usually it has a very specific message of some kind and this just felt like so unimportant, but yet they made yeah. a big deal out of it being it's black people and it's like okay. And the point is to pick like the point of the movie is they have to pick the blackest person. Right. To sacrifice. And they and they end up picking the whitest person essentially because he votes for Trump twice and he's like all of these like very stereotypically white things. So it just I don't know. I mean yes, I can understand why people had a really good time. I enjoyed watching it for the most part, but I also felt leaving like this didn't touch me in any way. I'm not yeah. saying all black culture movies have to, it's but I'm saying most movies movie. that like resonate with people, it's like should touch you in some way. And I just felt like this just didn't. <laughs> it's definitely not touchy. I will say that the only, I really did like that they kept ripping on Allison for being half black. Yeah. Because I went my whole life being, hard with yeah, that. I went my whole life being ripped on for being uh half black and half white. Yeah. Uh, and seeing her just get shit on for that was fucking hilarious because mm-hmm. they use it to their advantage and they're like, we have to find the blackest person. And they're like, Oh, it's definitely Allison. And she's like, why the fuck am I? I've this entire time for you Yeah, you guys keep roasting me because my dad's white. (laughs) And I don't like white people because he's white and he's mean to me and all this stuff. And she's just going off about how white her dad is. And they're like, no, you're the blackest because you hate your dad. It's just, it was so, it was so funny. What was also funny with that is like when, before like the killings started, she was like, 
I am bl- I am as black as you guys, like, going over all the reasons mm-hmm. why she's black. And then when they're, like, pick the blackest and they're, like, going around, like, trying to, pick, like, pick the blackest person, she's like, I can't be the blackest. My daddy's I white. I have half, I'm half white. <laughs> yeah. My daddy is white. Therefore, I cannot be the blackest. She literally went on, like, a, it was, like, a minute and a half, two minute rant about how her blackness should not be called into question, even though her dad is white. And she shouldn't have to prove that to anybody. And then when they're, like... Who's the blackest? She's like, it can't be me. I'm white. Can't be me. <laughs> it's that's just. I mean, that was absolutely hilarious. What did you think about to sort of shift gears here? D- Clifton. The reason I'm asking specifically is because Clifton is just like the. He's just. So, it's so obvious where this movie is going. Right. Like, and he's, he's the guy. That's he's like, the guy. Like, wasn't invited. Mm-hmm. Like, no one really remembers him. And right from the get-go. And, uh, when, so, um, like, you kind of have to know, like, he's going to be in on... Yeah, he's in on, in on it. it. When Shanika bumps into him in the store, and she's like, oh, I kind of recognize you. And he's like, oh, we went to that one party together. And she's like, okay. I knew immediately. I was like, this guy's fucking in right. on it. And it's very clear, like, he was not... He wasn't invited. Yeah. It's just, like, it's really poor writing, and I'm not saying that, like, it needs to have, like... I'm not saying comedies have to have a point. You know what I mean? It's a fucking comedy. Like, laugh, have a good time. But it does feel outside of, like, a handful of jokes. It just was so poorly written, and they didn't try to hide anything. They weren't trying to be... And if they were, shame on them, because, I mean, as soon as the movie started, basically, I was like, yeah, Clifton's in on it. I leaned to you, and I was like, Clifton's doing this. It's all him. Yeah, and I, like, hate to be this person, but, like, also, why does it have to be a black person against his fellow black people? Fair enough. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Well, because they called his blackness into question. That was the whole point. That was the whole point of, like, his thing was, like, you called my blackness into question, which they do with Allison literally every five minutes. That's, like, the running joke, the whole thing. But it's just, like, it kind of, I liked it better when it was, like, maybe they're they're staying in this racist person's house. Yeah. And they're doing this to them. And then you find out like, oh, it's Clifton. Right. It's like, Clifton. And you're like, oh man, black on black crime, black man. And, black. Like, and that's the thing is like, they, they even say to him, they're like, dude, we rip on everybody about being yeah. black. We ripped on Allison while you were sitting there for being white, dude. Right. And he's like, yeah, well, it was different for me. You took my black card. And it's like, <laughs> all right. They also called him Carlton at the beginning, which I thought was fucking hilarious <laughs> because Carlton from Fresh Prince is always like. The go the go to guy when you're like who's black but white it's Carlton from fucking yeah. Fresh Prince whitest black person you know yeah for sure and <laughs> and it's because it's he's just like he is that character so they call him Carlton at first and he's like my name's Clifton and I'm like yes my name's in his voice my name's Clifton his voice was so that actor man I got to give him props because he was he was perfect I loved the like, actor's talked performance out of the side of his mouth. talked out of the side of his mouth he kept his hands up and like this like like, cr- like he's like crab clawing his hands and he's like always like. Touching them together and just being fucking weird. weird. He was just weird. And another dead giveaway was that Clifton has this, like, slant to his mouth. All of the masks in the movie the kill- the killers wear have slanted oh, mouths. Didn't catch that. You didn't? No. Slanted. I knew as soon as I saw the mask, I was like, oh, okay. So it's, like, confirmed I know for a fact it's stroke? Like, like, why was his mouth like that, though? Why was he like Cause that? Because it was, like, slanted. And the actor clearly doesn't have a face like that. <laughs> And yet, here we are. This dude's got... It's like off to the side. I was like, what the fuck is going on here, man? Yeah. No, on a, this movie, it was hilarious. I, the I, people I don't want people the, to think, like... Which, I don't know if you noticed, but I think I was, like, the only white person in the There was one There was one other person. Yeah. I, I Trust me, when the lights... And that's, I think, another reason why I was, like, hesitant to laugh on some things. Because I was like, I don't want these, like... I don't want to be, like, 
people be like, this this white lady's laughing. Well, I don't think anyone would think that one because it's too dark in there. They couldn't see anything. I mean, it was like it was way too dark. And two, none of it was like racism. Like the funny parts weren't. Yeah. It was ribbing. It was good natured ribbing when they were like, "Oh, your daddy's white," or "Your daddy's yeah, your dad's white," and just ribbing on sort of like the funnier parts of of black culture. None of it was racist. And when they did get racist, like it wasn't funny. The little so you're saying none of it was racist. Here's King with the gun. A little right. When the, it's it's when they're like, you didn't bring your piece. Like, tell me you, you changed that thug life, and he's like, you got to because Namdi's one of the characters. Namdi's basically like, you didn't bring your tell me you didn't bring your piece, and he's like, no nah, man, I've changed. And she's like, the man got you, huh? And he's like, you got to stop calling my wife the man just because she's white. <laughs> and I thought that was funny, but he does. I don't think it's so much as racist as it is just like. <laughs> It's not, I don't, I didn't, it didn't come across as racist to me, but I see where you're coming from because. And then when Namdi holds up the well, gun to And shoot, Clifton turns it right side up. Not Clifton, was it Clifton? No. Clifton grabs it and turns it right side up because he's got it slanted sideways and Clifton's the one that. It's not Clifton because I think Clifton's already gone. No, because at that point Clifton was, they hadn't, they hadn't picked who was the blackest yet. Because that, when they, that scene where he's like, was, uh, let me slow down. The scene that you're talking about when he has the gun sideways is when I believe her name is Morgan. She's like the first girl that we see killed starts running up the stairs. So they haven't even been trapped in that room yet. Remember? Huh. Yeah. So then we, they, it was that it was that scene. It was that scene actually right after that when he flips the gun. Because uh, Nomdi's holding it sideways very stereotypically how you would picture like a thug, a gangster holding a gun portrayed in like, in like uh, media and shit. Mm-hmm. And Clifton grabs his hand and flips it right side up and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. But... Even that, I don't think it's racist because they're. I think it's all good-natured fun. Yeah. There's no blatant like character that's like y'all are a bunch of like. Yeah. So I actually that is funny because I follow a few um, movie talk people on TikTok. It's called Movie Talk, and a few of them are black, and they all really, really, really loved this movie, and I haven't heard anything negative from black. You know who I think wouldn't like this movie, who? like. People, the white people that call themselves like, like, you know what I'm talking about? No. White like, people. Like, white like people. I know, but like, <laughs> white people that are like, I am a ally. An ally. Like, like maybe. <laughs> I'm a black ally and this is unacceptable. Like, I can see that. Can you maybe. see that? <laughs> I don't think so. I think that, I, I think people, I think people who'd have a problem with this probably just don't know how to have a good time. Yeah. Like genuinely, I haven't seen anybody it's come out and be like, be "This serious. movie's racist." It doesn't take it. it. Never once tries to be serious. The ending, uh, they're like, "Oh, what what happens if we right. call the cops? We'll all get shot and killed, so we should call the fire department instead." So they and call they the fire department, and they still get hosed down. Like, it's all just a joke. It's not meant to be taken seriously at all. This isn't yeah. like meant to have a message. Uh, which again, I you know I said earlier, like, "Oh, I wish it had a message," which I'm not saying I wish it did, but it just felt like for this to be like part of the culture it makes fun of it like should have had a message in some way yeah i agree i don't know if just to go back to your thing i don't think anyone would have cared if the white person in the audience was laughing you know what i mean everyone was just having a good time that's not what that movie was about at all i will say that uh ranger white when he shows up (laughs) he goes if i was invited to the cookout i would not go and they were like why and he's like i would not want my presence to be I wouldn't want my presence to bring down the atmosphere and the fun that, that you guys are me. having. 
and I was dying because I kept thinking that would be Cass. I literally was thinking that's Cass. She'd be, she'd be like, "Thank you so much," but no, I'm not gonna go to that. Right? Like I don't want people to like show up there and be like, "It'd be a distraction." Mm. Yeah. <laughs> not the that white I'm, girls here. Not that I have many cookouts that I'm I'm even going to. It's okay. It's okay. But no, I think that I think that if you are a part of or un, like understand black culture, this movie will be a riot. But again, like I said, if you don't or you're looking for something beyond that, you're not going to get it here. It This movie yeah. definitely is like, let's just make the jokes. The plot doesn't even fucking really... Material, like, nothing, like, there's no like development in any of the characters or anything. It's literally just like, oh, hey, we're being chased by this serial, this killer. We need to get out of here. Yeah. And there's no like character development or anything. It's literally just one giant no joke. No one dies either. No one dies. Except nope. for the first two. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because uh, they reference Scream 2, how, um, is it Jada Pickett and, mm-hmm. can't remember the other gentleman, god damn it, but they die first, and they, they Jay Farrow says, yeah, because they couldn't afford to pay them, and then they look dead at the camera, yeah, and then they get killed, and I was like, yeah, okay, this is like, it's just, it's just a funny joke, but those are the only two that actually die outside of Clifton. Yeah, the first two, Morgan and Sean. Yep. They're the ones that show up to the house first. They're like, the ones renting Morgan, it. Morgan, like, pretty much planned the yeah. the party. Yeah. And then they're killed before anyone even shows up. And then from then on, the only person that's killed is Clifton. And the two, uh, they do kill the two uh, hunters there. Oh, well, but yeah. The I wouldn't count, but they don't count. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but they don't that count. That got paid $1,000 to kill six Yeah, that was so people. funny. They found the... <laughs> like, is that all I'm worth? They found the list on one of the guys with their initials and the price. The price for their for their heads. Oh and he's like, she goes, I'm only worth a hundred dollars. It was so <laughs> funny because they were going off about that, which is just like such a funny, silly thing. Yeah. To to like add in there. But one of the questions that was fun answering the trivia questions because they had a bunch of <laughs> one of the rounds was like, answer the questions and I'll let uh, Morgan go. If you get it wrong, I'm yeah. gonna kill her. And the questions kept popping up and I was like trying to answer them, which was super funny. And one of the questions was, name a black person that survives to the end of the movie. And I was like, I fucking can't. I actually, like, it went blank. But now I have a bunch of names I can say. Oh. Because this entire movie, everyone, oh, everyone okay. survives. <laughs> so I was like, hell yeah, okay, if that question comes up, I'll be like, have you seen the blackening? Yeah. But, yeah. I, uh, my biggest issue with this was that it just never evolves past that joke, though. I don't think it was supposed to. I know. It's what it is. It's a funny, it's a... Literally, what do they call those scary movies that are funny? A horomedy. A, <laughs> a spoof movie? Kind of, yeah, kind not of really, is a spoof it's movie. It's not really spoofy because it's not spoofing... It's oh, not spoofing anything in particular, but... it's scary movies. Yeah, it's like just spoofing scary general. movies in general, yeah. But... It it's just making fun of the trope. Funny. The whole thing. That's what... That's why I don't think anyone can be mad about the movie. You cannot like the movie, sure. But you can't be mad about the movie because it's spoofing a genre that has negatively depicted black people yeah. for year d- decades. Like, that was a tradition was that the black person died first or the outsider died first. Like, the gay character, the black person, the minority always died first. And this yeah. movie literally is taking that and turning it on its head, which is just, like, the whole point. also making fun of, like, the classic white person that, like, hears a noise and, like, goes to investigate. And they didn't, yeah. And be like, hell no! My best, the, my, one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie, and I won't pick this scene, I guess, when we go to that section, but uh, is when they're like, we got a and she keeps like trying to say split up but she keeps vomiting a little bit in her yeah. mouth and when she says it everyone's like nah hell no we're not doing that it's so funny I died and I also thought it was crucial that the half white half black woman uh, Allison is the one that says that it's yeah. her that comes up with the idea to split up and then when they do and Ranger White finds them he's like 
why would you split up? I thought you people were like smarter than that. And he's like, what do you mean you people? <laughs> it was funny that I really, really did like that, yeah. that whole sequence. But I don't know. I just like, I felt I, when we left, I was a little disappointed. You were? Yeah. Yeah. I had really high hopes for this. And it's not because I like, I don't know. They like, I watched trailers that the marketing team for this movie put out. Yeah. And the, the, it wasn't trailers. It was reactions. They do this thing where they have a camera in a theater. They let these people see it early and they record their reactions. And then they're like, this is how people reacted. People were covering their eyes and like jumping and like literally looking like, Oh God, like disgusted. There was nothing There's nothing like in this movie that even remotely comes close to that. And I was like, that's why I felt disappointed because I was expecting more horror because they made it seem, if you've seen those videos, they made it seem like there was going to be blood and guts in this. And then there just wasn't at all. Yeah. Nobody dies. Which I'm actually glad it wasn't like, it was more, I'm glad it was more of a comedy than a horror. Yeah. Personally. Mm -hmm. It was hilarious. I definitely will see it when it comes out. Like I definitely want to watch this movie. Again. You mean watch it again? Like when it comes out on yeah. video on demand. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually should be soon. I got a notification like the day we went to see it, that you could pre-order the blackening on Voodoo, and I was like, "Oh my god, already, Jesus!" <laughs> but, but I definitely had like my favorite characters that I'm like, love them. Yeah, so we'll actually go ahead and jump into that. Would you want to jump over to our our MVP and our favorite scenes now, or? Sure. Okay, so that's pretty. I mean, those are pretty much our thoughts on the blackening. There's not like a lot going on here. So it doesn't have to be like this long, drawn out conversation. Plus, we're already 42 minutes in, so yeah, and we still have two more sections to do. So. In this next section, we're going to give out our MVPs and our ratings. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to let you go first because you already have something in mind, I guess. So, like, your MVP and your rating, I don't have anything quite yet for my MVP. So, I'm going to really? listen to you while also trying to come up with an MVP. Yeah. So, there was two people that okay. I loved in this movie. I can and pretty much guess who they both who are. Can I guess? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, number one, Dwayne. I knew. Was yeah. That's, yeah. That was, that was going to be the person I say first. Dwayne is um, best friends with Lisa. Yep. Which we didn't even talk about Lisa and Namdi. Lisa, Namdi, and Dwayne are basically like the three quote unquote main characters. And I would only say that because they're they the love interests story, and they have yeah. a side story. They're the only like ones with a side story. Lisa and Namdi used to date in college. She used to cheat on her a bunch. bunch. And they always go back together. And, and like, Dwayne basically. Dwayne yeah. is like Lisa's best friend, gay best friend, that um, always was there to catch her when that happened and pick everything. up the pieces and then be like, do not get back with him. And then she... He, I really like the scene where he's like, you. I was a safe rebound for you because you know I wasn't going to break your heart. Right. And I was like, whoa, that is like really emotionally intelligent for a movie that literally the main joke is, haha, black Twitter exists. You know yeah. what I mean? But so the, pretty much Dwayne finds out on this trip that Lisa and Namdi are back together. Right. So that's why I would say they're like the quote unquote main characters only because they're the only ones with a significant storyline outside of, hey, we're being hunted down. Yes. But anyway, Dwayne... Hilarious. He might have he been the best part of the whole movie. The gay black best friend energy that we all want in our lives. I want him to be my best friend. He was hilarious. So first off, he gets there and he's like, he's having a great time. But then he finds out about Lisa and Namdi, mm -hmm. and then he's being all salty and shady and making all these little comments. And they're like, 
you need to get effed up because his, his, I cannot deal with your energy like this. Yeah. So she pops Molly in his mouth. Yeah. And as soon as that Molly starts to hit, Dwayne is just like, nothing's bothering him. He is dancing. He doesn't care. That scene was amazing where he's just on the couch. Love him. Like ignoring them all. Like they're talking to him and he's ignoring them. And then Lisa goes, give it 20 minutes. He'll be shaking his ass. And the camera pans back to him and he's got, he's ripping his jacket off and he's shaking his ass. And I was like, he's hilarious. He was hilarious. Yeah. 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 Um, and then my second MVP, Shanika. Ah, okay. Yeah. That was, that was what I was going to say. Yeah. Shanika. Yeah. She brings that loud. She is I'm your a boss sassy bitch energy. black yeah. queen. Yeah. All right. She just shows up and she just like, she takes no I shit. I am who I am. Yeah. I'm bringing the party. The ending where she's like giving it to Clifton. He's got the gun pointed yeah. on her and he's like, bitch, I should come over there and uh, flip your ass across the room. Like she was going off on him and yeah. I was like, damn, she's not afraid of shit, man. She's hilarious. She reminded me a lot of my mother. That's like the energy I got from that I was like watching my mom as like a, a college aged person just being like really sassy and someone's got a gun to her head and she's like, I'll beat your ass. And it's like, Jesus Christ, yeah. stop talking, please. Yeah. She's, she gets her bottle of like barefoot yeah. <laughs> cheap ass wine she's like she did too good. she's like i got my wine i got yeah. my whatever moscato yeah whatever it was. pink moscato and she's like she's like snuck up on Dwayne in that room and he's like you want she's like you want some of this and he's like girl go to the front door because she's trying to get yeah, into the window, the window. <laughs> she was so i wish we could have seen more of them their interaction Dwayne yeah. and shanika magic yeah so like, do you want to do ratings now or do you want to save that for like after everything we'll give our ratings so we could just do MVP and then favorite scene. Hold on. There's this scene with Shanika when the ch- killer is chasing after them and they have to cross the pond to get to a house. And King is like, it's not talking about like not being able to swim. And she's like, oh my God, such a stereotype. And she starts swimming across. The <laughs> yeah. <pond>. Anyway. <laughs> I missed that part because I went to the bathroom. I'm a grown man and I have to go to the bathroom oh every like God. hour and a half on the dot. And it was Did like. Did you see her when she was in the lake? Oh yeah, place? I saw her in the lake. Yeah, she, they she... had like a whole conversation about like, we got to swim. And he's like, I'll climb the tree. That's <laughs> another thing that killed me was I came back in and the guy's got that uh, crossbow pointed at her. And she's like, no, you better not shoot that at me. I'll, I'll beat that and ass. Like, <laughs> under the water. Dying. Yeah. And then he starts attacking King and she's like, oh, hell no. And she and starts, she starts paddle, doggy paddling. Swinging back. back, swimming back. <laughs> but. Yeah, that was just funny because King was trying to get into the tree, and she's like, "Can you even climb a tree?" And he like start, he's like starts trying to climb, and he can't. And so of course she uses her queen energy, and she's hoisting this boy yeah, up into the yeah. tree, and then swimming across the lake to save them. Love her. Yeah, Love she her. definitely her energy was needed for that movie, in my opinion, because like yes. all the characters outside of Dwayne and her, those were the two characters that stood out to me because Allison and Lisa basically felt like sort of the same character. The only difference was that one yeah. was the Nomdi and the other one was half black. And then Nomdi and King sort of felt very similar to me. Yeah. Then you get Dwayne and Shanika and they, they the their energy. energies are just so much fun. Right. Like Shanika had no other drama when she showed up there. She had nothing going on. She was literally Those two just wanted to have just fun. there for a good time. Yeah. And those two wanted to have fun. You could tell like they would be, they would be, that's what I'm saying. Like if I had to go to a party and it was just Nomdi, Lisa, King and... Allison, I'd be like, I'm good. Yeah, you need your Shanika and your <laughs> yeah. Dwayne. They brought the energy. They brought the they fun. They brought the fun. Yeah, Shanika sure. brings the party anywhere she goes. You know, like, that's the girl. Those are the people you want in your life. Mm-hmm. Your gay best friend and your freaking queen bestie. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So is it my turn to pick an MVP? Sure. Yeah, you convinced me it's Dwayne. Dwayne, yeah, yeah. it's Dwayne. It's Dwayne. There's a scene also where he, like, vomits on 
the kill, the killer. which is fucking disgusting. Out the freaking, yeah. they're hiding in the air vent, yeah, and he just vomits all over the dude. And that's that's after. Sorry, I'm. <laughs> that's after the scene where they're like outside, and the killer starts shooting at them, and Lisa and Namdi like run ahead, and Dwayne's like, "Just go." He's like, "Just leave me," because he like can't get to the trees where they are, and so they're like, "Okay," and they leave him. And then he comes he comes back inside after a little while. He's like, I wasn't being serious. You really freaking left me. <laughs> yeah. So funny. He's able to sneak and back into like, the house. move over. I'm getting in. And yeah. they're all in the air vent. <laughs> and then he just vomits all over the dude when he finds them. Yeah. And I thought that was, I was like, I was like, I'm done. That's disgusting. <laughs> but no, I think he's probably, like, he has to be my MVP because he is the only, he's just, he's, so funny. he's the funniest character. Yeah. Because he just says the most out of pocket shit he's where you're like, lines. what are you yeah. Why would you say that out loud? And it's just amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. If you if you really, I bet when when we rewatch this because we probably will rewatch this at some point, I would love to just count who makes me laugh the most. I'm guaranteeing yeah. you, it's ninety percent him, nine percent Shanika, and then everyone else combined at the one yeah. percent. Like it's not close. He just has the best lines in the whole movie. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah. So let's do our favorite scenes now. What was your favorite scene in the whole movie? Do you have a scene that was like your favorite scene? Mm. How about you start with this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, it's the cookout scene where Ranger White shows up and they all have their hands in the air. And he's like, he's like, you guys can go ahead and put your weapons down. And so they're like, all right. And they don't know what to do because they're like, we want to keep our hands up so we don't get shot. And he's like, I'm not going to shoot you. And the whole scene is just like a cleverly done take on like police brutality essentially and he's like no i'm one of the good ones and they're like that makes you seem a little more suspicious yeah. and i just thought it was so funny and then when officer when ranger white's like if i had listen i like you guys but if you gave me a cookout an invite to the cookout i wouldn't go i fucking i was screaming laughing it was the best scene in the whole movie in my opinion yeah the funniest scene. and then when ranger white's like follow me and he turns around and they'll look at each other and bend over and pick up their weapons just in case this shit was so funny uh, so yeah, now that you've had like a few minutes to think, uh, what, what would you say yours is? Um, I think I'm going to have to flash back to the scene when the Molly hits Dwayne. Yeah. That's when the, the shit, that's starts. when the tone of the movie changes because he's yeah. having a good time. So because he starts he's joking like and shit. bringing everyone down a little bit because yeah. he's all pissy because yeah. he's pissy. He's pissy. Yeah. About the whole Lisa and Namdi thing. And so he's kind of bringing everyone else down. And then as soon as that Molly hits... The party starts for everyone. Because uh-huh. they're like, ah, oh, yeah, Dwayne. Yeah. Because when Dwayne's having, because then he's finally, he's the only one not having a good time. Yeah. I will say that, like, I'm going to give a runner up to the scene where Lisa and Namdi sneak off. And they, we think, like, it's alluded to that they have sex. Yeah. Because when they come back, Shanika goes, like girl, you dick. smell like dick. And then <laughs> Clifton goes, Clifton goes, I accidentally got a whiff of the dick. And he pulls his shirt up <laughs> over his nose. I was like, this is going to be so stupid. I love it. I'm all in. Yeah. Uh, so that would be my like runner up scene because Clifton, like Shanika is just so fucking out of pocket and funny. Girl, you smell like dick. Girl, you smell like dick. And she's like got her, she's like leaning away from her. Like it's disgusting. I was like, <laughs> I love it. And uh, what's also great is that Lisa like pulls her, like picks her shirt up and sniffs herself to like mm. get a smell. It's so oh, stupid. Oh, another scene I also love is when, so Allison gets shot or actually she doesn't actually get shot. She's pulling the arrow <laughs> out of King. <laughs> And goes into her. Yeah. And they don't have any pain meds, so they give her Adderall. Adderall. And <laughs> she starts, like, she gets that, like, math equation, like, meme oh, in her right. head. When, literally, when the Adderall hits her, and she, like, literally, she's, like, hiding in the bushes. And the ki- she's watching the killers, like, she, I think the killer's going after, like, King. Yeah, he's, he's, like, they're in the middle of a fight, and he's about yeah. to kill King. And you just see Allison, like, 
crunched in the bushes and she picks up some mud just and rambles just, like, herself smushes it across yeah. her face yeah and then she just ninjas that killer yeah that scene was great Hilarious. because afterwards king's like man you beat that dude's ass you yep. beat his ass i was like that was great that was funny so those were those were those that would be your runner-up scene though like your favorite scene yeah. is when okay yeah so fair enough um let's go ahead and move into our final section our oh and then she's okay like, she's not done she's got one more guys she's got one more it's still for a person hold on for a person just to peek behind the curtain i had to cut out like three and a half minutes of silence waiting for her to picture her favorite scene now all of a sudden <laughs> that we're trying to move on she's just it's all flooding back <laughs> Cassie's um, very much so don't put her on the spot she'll blank i think it's like they make it back to the house and then like allison's doing something and shanika's like sorry it's the adderall oh she gives her like she gives her like a little Thing to she gives like a little thing to Lisa. She's like just in case, and she like grabs her. She's like sh- sh- it's just the Adderall. Yeah, <laughs> now, like you gave her Adderall. And she's like it's it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> hilarious. That was good. Now, can we move on, my host? Co-host. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and jump into our last and final section, uh, our ratings, and the one thing we would fix about this movie. So let's go ahead and do that. So since I've been making Cass go first all night, I'm going to actually go ahead and take the... I don't think I've the... actually gone first once, though, because I've been like, you go. <laughs> I, I will go ahead and take... I'll go ahead and go first on this one. So I'm going to give this... There's there's nothing really that sticks out, so we're going to go with stars on this one. So I'm going to go ahead and give this three stars. Just three stars, middle yeah. of the road, three out of five. I think that if you are in on the joke, this will be really fun. If you're not in on the joke, you're just going to have to watch 90 minutes of the most predictable plot you've ever seen. It just, I mean, it hits all the familiar beats it has to, <laughs> and you're out in 90 minutes. So it's not a big time commitment. But for me, it just never evolved past. And with a name like The Blackening, you think I'd go in there and be like, okay, this is going to be what it, it is, what it is. Like the name is what it is. Even when the title card shows up, it just says black on the screen. Yeah. And it moves into the blackening over a course of like two minutes. And still black is like... And still black is like huge. And then everything else around it is like the and inning is very (laughs) small in comparison to black. And as someone's half black, I was just, I mean, losing it at some of these jokes. But I just, it just never evolved into anything that made me feel like it was going to be a classic. Like I would never revisit this. If you weren't like, I kind of want to rewatch this. I would rewatch it just because I want to get those one-liners again. Yeah, I, I, but I wouldn't if it weren't for you. So I'm gonna give it three stars. I, it's good, but I, I don't think it's like something I would recommend to anybody. It, it, it is what it is. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna give it three stars also. You're you're only gonna give it three stars, and you like are willing to rewatch it? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I rewatch a lot of movies. It's really hard for me to pick new movies. <laughs> this is true. I feel like every time I pick a movie, it's something I've already seen because, like, I know that I'll at least somewhat like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just surprised because I feel like you, even when we were there, you were, like, really talking up about how much you liked this. I figured you'd go four, honestly. No, I, it's not. A movie like this cannot be a four. Okay. It's just. Have you seen a uh, scary movie? Yeah. This I is sort of like that, and I give that almost a goddamn perfect give movie. That a four, yeah. <laughs> you would? I love that no. movie. Any movies like this that are just like... Kind of spoofy. Spoofy. Horror comedies. I do love my comedies, though. Yeah, but it's a horror... It's like a right. horror genre comedy, essentially. Right. I think three is fair. Yeah. Like, that's the max this could potentially get from me, is what you're saying. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Okay. That's fair. So before we head out, just sort of uh, last thing we got to do is talk about uh, the one thing that we would change about this movie if we could change any one thing to make it better. My one thing would be like, take out the Clifton storyline. He's the killer, though. Make the just the white just people make that it own just the be house. like yeah. Because they literally they you, they take that picture when they first go in and they that's move. the white family yeah that looks like kind of a racist family they do yeah and they move that and yeah. so I think that it just would have been a better concept if like just forget Clifton forget like their college like he out they offended him in college they took his black card in college and now he wants to kill them essentially well, no, they took his is. black card he got super drunk yeah. and he killed someone because, and it was his first time drinking ever. At a party with them, and he got drunk because he was sad and upset that they took his black card, and mm-hmm. like, and he killed someone. Yeah, and so that's why he's here. He but... killed someone because he was drunk driving. We should say I don't think we specified he was drunk driving. He didn't like go find someone to murder. Yeah, them. yeah, no, he hit someone. <laughs> yeah, he hit someone with his car, which is not funny. I'm not laughing. But at I just that, think but... the concept would have been better if it wasn't a black person hunting down other black people. Yeah. Like, just have... Just have the racist white people be the, the racist, racist white people. White, like, literally, the house that they're renting out is home to a bunch of racist, like, a racist white yeah, family. Yeah, And that's what they do. Yep. You know? I completely, 110% agree with you. I liked Clifton. I, it would have been funnier to me if he was a red herring. And yeah. it wasn't so fucking... Predi- and it wasn't Clifton. It was so... That's my... That's another reason why I gave this three stars is that even in these movies where it is just a comedy and you have the most basic plot just to land jokes, you can still have a twist. Yeah. That twist, if you don't see it coming in the first 20 minutes, what fucking movie are you watching? Like, it is so predictable and bland and done before and boring that, like, when the twist comes, I was like, can we just hurry this up so we can go home? Like, I'm, I'm kind of done yeah. with this movie now. I think him being a red herring and him just sort of feeling like that person who's going to potentially be the killer. Oh, and then it is just racist white people. Yeah. That's a 10 times better story. Better. Because also to me, it's really frustrating to have them shit on Allison the entire movie. It's a joke. They're just ribbing her. They're not, they love her. They're clearly, they're not like shitting on her. (laughs) They're just making fun of her. And I've experienced it. But to have that happen the entire movie and then Clifton had it happen to him five, four or five years ago. Yeah. And he's been holding the grudge this long and like kill is willing to kill them. Yeah. That's crazy. It's just not believable. Nope. I and I mean, it's a fucking movie about like people going and staying in the, in the woods, being chased down. Like, I but mean, I think it's a scarier concept to be like all these racist, it's just white, racist people white people who are trying to kill you and they let black people stay there and then they kill them. Yeah. I agree. Which that would have very bad reviews on Airbnb. But <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Like my friends have been missing since they went here. That's why these movies are hard to do with Airbnbs because how the fuck would you not just be like, yeah, they went to this cabin, yeah. dude, and they haven't come back and you'd immediately go over there. Agree. I also wished that the killers had been people that mattered more because they were like, oh, it's that white guy from the gas station. It's either make them completely anonymous or have them just be the people who own the house. Instead, it's the people who own the house but also work at the gas station and look really creepy. Like, just pick pick a lane. I don't know. Just pick a lane to me. It felt so stupid I that they were like... I don't agree with that because, like, that way you, like, know... You, like, can connect the links and be like, look at this picture. That's the creep I saw at the gas station. No, what I'm saying is, like, I, I don't mind if they were either, like, they ripped the mask off and they're like, oh, my God, it's the dude in the picture. Or... Oh my God, it's the dude from the gas station. To have it be, oh my God, it's the dude from the gas station in the picture whose family owns the house is like, it's just too many layers, man. Why are you layering it like that? 
Because either way, it's still fucked up. Either way, it's still scary that these racist white people would be like, yeah, let's have black people here so we can hunt them down and kill them on yeah. Juneteenth. Yeah. Like, that's still scary. But instead, they're like, well, let's layer it three times. It's like, failed. just too much. And they still failed. And for a thousand bucks, too. No one too. died, except for Clifton. And, and he them. deserved <laughs> to die. Oh, and Morgan and Sean. Feel bad yeah, about that. Yeah, that was bad, actually. That was bad, because that was like... Oh, cause... And they're like, thrown down in a well. Like, they ain't getting right, recovered. Right, right. And the scene with... Uh... What's his name? Sean. He gets shot in the neck with an arrow. With an arrow. And she's like, Morgan's got like, her cell phone and she pans over to him because it's completely dark in the room. And her flashlight just picks up the arrow sticking out of his neck and he's like, run. I was like, oh. I was like, we're going to get like bloody and like nasty. Okay. Like that's that what I'm hoping for. And that's the, the only part of the movie that had any bit of like scariness yeah. to it. Yeah. And sure. then when Morgan's running up the stairs mm. and the, th- the, the guy's just the guy's walking, walking behind her, like, like Michael Myers. Why? <laughs> And also, did like they did they shoot and kill her? Did I miss that part? She's they like shot up, through the door. They shot through the like, door. Did it kill her? I don't. They didn't show. They didn't show anything. They just like show. They just showed Clifton throwing well, her body into the well. They were trying to shoot the lock off. Right, but then they just don't show Morgan again until the video where they catch the video where Clifton's throwing her into the well. Yeah. I don't know. I just like, it is what it is. That's what I, I would change. So I 100 percent agree with you. Saved Morgan. Yes, agreed. Like I didn't like the concept of like, oh, she's still alive. She's running up the stairs. And then oh, she's gone. Dead. She's, like, yeah. They should have saved her. And then she could have been like, this is what's happened. Like, this happened to Sean. Like, could not agree more with you. Yeah. Because then I feel like it even would have been a little like scarier to them too. Mm-hmm. Be like, this is what they've been doing to me. Yeah. I agree with you. hundred percent. And I don't think it needs to be like a scary movie, but it would have been nice. It would have been nicer and a little more scary if it just was some racist old white folk who just mm-hmm. wanted to kill black people. I agree. Because throwing in the whole Clifton thing, I mean, you said it perfect. It's just, why? Yeah. What is that? Just to make fun of Clifton even more? <laughs> I don't know. It is I what agree. it is. But yeah, I would say those, that's the episode, right? Like, I mean, we're pretty much, yeah, we're pretty much it. done. Uh, yeah. So go ahead and follow us on all our social media. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at... Uh, that movie guy or uh, at that boy Kyle seven 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 or at movie guy underscore Kai. That's where I post most of the updates for the podcast. You can follow me on TikTok uh, under the same name and Cass. You can follow me on Instagram at Cass Detergent. Still blows me away that you have no. It's just Cass Detergent. It's just very strange to me. Every time you say it, I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> and I always check your handle after. I'm like, God damn, she's right. <laughs> I don't know if you look, but most girls' handles are just their names. See, I feel like I feel like all of my friends. Most guys too. I feel like well, <laughs> Collins is full Nelson. <laughs> yeah, it's just your your group, man. Yeah, my name used to be Donnie Gambino. On I there. know. I remember when I first started dating Kyle, and I was like showing people his Instagram. They're like, "Oh, his name's Donnie," and I'm like, "No, it's Kyle." No, it's Kyle. <laughs> Back way before I met you, it used to just be uh, Trash Boy. My handle was at Trash Boy. That was my handle for a long yeah. time, and then Colin goes. You know what would be a sick name? And I was like, what? Colin's one of my best friends, for those of you who, who don't know. Uh, Colin just goes, you know what would be a sick name? And I was like, what? And he's like, Donnie Gambino. And I was like, yeah, that's my Instagram handle now. Thanks. And I just changed my name immediately to Donnie Gambino. It was that for years. Yeah. Years. Yeah. Anyway, we're just we're just rambling now. So, yeah, go ahead and leave us a review, please, and thank you. If you want to do that, you don't have to. It doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, go watch a movie and be fucking kind to each other. Yeah.